left, right. Yo, so you were watching our Thanksgiving edition of Sip Talk. This one took a little longer to produce. I blame the tryptophan, you know, the turkey thing that makes you sleepy. Um, but either way, listen, enjoy, comment, subscribe. I'll see you on the flip side. This is Sip Talk. Grab a drink and enjoy. Cheers. 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 This is episode 56 of Sip Talk. Today we're going to be talking about the holidays. Uh, with that in mind, I just got out of a long car ride. I'm ready to pour a drink. What are you drinking over there? I am drinking only the finest box wine. Nice. Box wine is good. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to hit some uh, rum and coke over here. Not a true Cuba Libre, but um, I was... No, oh, little... I only need the window dressing. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so, we're going to be talking about the holidays today. Uh, and I'm coming at you live from New Jersey. And James, the Bosnator Boswell, accountant extraordinaire, professional referee, professional bartender, and full-time philosopher. He's hmm. in Charleston, South Carolina. Cheers to your box wine. Cheers and to your Cuba Libre Sin Lima. Exactly. But it's definitely got the, the rum in here, which is good. Um, so, talking about the holidays, we have the holidays kicking off basically now, this week, starting with Thanksgiving. I don't really group, uh, I don't really group what do you call it? Halloween in with the holidays. Oh, fuck Halloween, dude. <laughs> What's going on? What's going on over there? Uh, I'm looking for uh, a mint. All right. I, I can't smell your breath. Um, yeah, well, I can, so. Well, but, but I do want to discuss a bit of the religious aspect of the holidays. And I think we talked about the, the basically where Halloween came from uh, a little bit in our Halloween episode. Today we'll be talking about Thanksgiving, uh, I think predominantly, but Thanksgiving really kind of kicks off the Christmas season, and in my opinion, some people kick off. The Halloween Christmas. kicks off Christmas season. Uh, I'm sorry, Thanksgiving kicks off. Oh, okay, all right, yeah, yeah. The Christmas Thanksgiving, season. agree. Halloween's a bit premature. But that's what I was going to say. A lot of people start celebrating and decorating right after Halloween. The gr the, dr the drug stores and the the store starts uh, decorating for Christmas before. Uh, they have, you know, they don't have the displays up, but they have the displays like ready to go during Halloween time. So, uh, I don't know, it's just, it's, I think, before we get into it, I just, I think we're really losing the religious aspect of the holidays and the fact that the stores... Because you're so religious. What's that? Because you're so religious. It's not a concern of mine, but I see the future of the holidays going into more of what we have now, kind of the glitz and the glamour and the gift giving and the buying and like more of a Valentine's day, um, uh, St. Patrick, you know, are, on St. Patrick's there, anyone, is anyone out there actually thinking about St. Patrick? Um, uh, I don't think anybody in Ireland actually celebrates St. Patrick's day. So let's just, let's just lead off with that. 
Yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I don't. Is that an air mattress on the floor? Did you have an air mattress behind you? Me? No. Uh, we just got some comments, uh, and now I'm kind of looking at the frame uh, in your dorm room there. My, my room looks pretty much the same. <laughs> in my empty room. There's now a sofa in this room. Uh, I think it's in the frame here. So, uh, but the, the move is, is coming along well enough that I'll be having my mom and my sister uh, in town staying here for the Thanksgiving holiday. Well, that's good. So, so let's just talk about Thanksgiving real quick. Um, I would say, I'm pretty sure everybody knows where Thanksgiving came from. It was when the pilgrims basically, what did we need the food from the Native Americans? Yeah, that's the story. Um, I think reality is slightly different, but share share with me some reality. I need to do some research because um, there's the whole colonizer aspect of it. Um, I saw a tweet that was really good, which was um, America's traveling and spreading disease is actually a pretty honest way to celebrate Thanksgiving. <laughs> um. Yeah, fair enough. Definitely, uh, I think we're going to see a huge, huge coronavirus spike. Do some research because I need you to. I need you to fill, fill us in on that. Uh, but I think we're going to see a really big coronavirus spike. Uh, my sister has me picking her up at the airport tomorrow, and she requested that I bring a bottle of Lysol to spray her down with when, when she before she jumps in the car. One that makes me think of uh, yeah, my I sister with her friend. <laughs> uh, now. One, I hate the smell of Lysol. And you didn't used to. Two, I can only imagine that, like, I don't, do we know how long the coronavirus stays on fabrics and surfaces? Ooh, that's still being investigated. But that's what I was thinking on the ride out here. I was thinking that. I'm thinking, like, that's not like, it, it's not like a six or 18 month or eight year experiment. You just get coronavirus, you get the virus on different, uh, different services, and then you just test if it's alive in an hour or in 20 minutes or in 45 seconds. And if it is, um, you know, then it lasts, and you gotta be, you got to be afraid of it. But I don't think spraying someone down in a, a French bath of uh, Lysol is really going to make that much of a difference when it comes to coronavirus. Um, so the, the very quick research I'm doing in terms of how long it lasts on surfaces is several hours, two days, which thanks for the news, guys. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, it's my mom is in her 60s um, and she's a smoker. So, you know, she, there is a bit of concern there. But, I would say that like spraying down surfaces isn't the worst idea because it's anywhere from like six hours to five days, depending on the type of surface. So I have not, I have not really partaken in any of this uh, hubaloo, hubaloo, hullabaloo. I knew I was missing a syllable. I, I haven't really participated in any of this coronavirus hullabaloo. Um, obviously, from having to close the office and people not coming into the office and having to put up plexiglass dividers and having to have masks available and hand sanitizer available. Those are like regulations that were required to open the office. Um, I don't wake up and go to sleep with a mask on my face, 
but I will keep a mask in my pocket when I walk into the building. I, stra- I strap it over my face. I get on the elevator, mask on. I get off the elevator, rip the mask off, and go sit down at my desk. Um, you know, I'm just, I'm not, I, I haven't really had to partake in much because what's my exposure? It's, it's people very, in your office, that's about it. It's very limited. Most of the people in my office were basically on top of each other six days out of the week. So uh, if they're going to get it, they're going to get it. <clears throat> the concern needs to be the wider spread. Uh, and I have older people in the office. They come in, they wear masks, they keep distance. That's fine and understandable. I keep mm-hmm. distance from them. I don't shake hands. I interview uh, strangers. You know, we keep. So I've migrated to like pretty much everybody that I meet. It's a fist bump now. Well, it could last on the knuckles. It could last on the knuckles. Um, you know, so, you got to make sacrifices. Yeah, but but point is, I'm not sacrificing that much because I don't I don't really compromise anyone so much around me. Now, if I'm in touch with somebody who might compromise someone around them, that's then on them. You know, I'm not hugging strangers or in close quarters with somebody. But Since I do, when were you hugging strangers? Well, never. Um, but I do feel like uh, a lot of elderly people are going to are going to suffer uh, as a result of just dumb people. Oh yeah. Uh, so I read I read this meme today, and it was something along the lines of, uh, "Grandma, are you coming to Thanksgiving?" And she's like, "No, duh, the coronavirus." And the person's like, "Well, what about your cranberry sauce?" And she goes, uh, oh, it won't be a problem. You can serve it at my funeral. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> but, but either way, do you have some Thanksgiving uh, history a little bit here? Um, I, I got lost. Hold on. All right. So my point is, I think the big thing on Thanksgiving is cooking turkey. But I read an article this morning that a lot of, uh, a lot, considerably more people don't cook turkey than I thought. I thought like turkey was the thing you had to cook. I also thought ham was what you had to cook on Easter. Ham's more of a southern thing for sure. But for, on, on, on Easter. Yeah, but also Thanksgiving. I thought the turkey was basically the Easter bunny of Thanksgiving. Exactly. Yeah, but we grew up in the Northeast. Um, and so I, before, uh, before this podcast, I was out drinking with one of my buddies from the uh, – my bartending days and he is going to visit his family in northern florida and they're doing a thing where um it's at like a it's some kind of like country club or whatever but it's a buffet and there's gonna be like prime li- prime rib and salmon so really? yeah so i don't think i think from the, from the northeast turkey all the way and across the country turkey is probably the most predominant thing but apparently ham it hams something in the South for sure, but apparently also prime ribbon salmon. Mm. I think the idea is really just like have a big meal with family and close friends and celebrate being together. I, I think that's the, I think that's the general idea, but we've lost a lot of the history and the tradition of, of Thanksgiving. And I feel like that's happening to all of the other holidays as well. Uh, you know, I think it's my understanding that even, you know, Christmas is supposed to be celebrating the birth of Christ and not about Santa. Yet 
is seems to me to be all about Santa. And I'm not defending one or the other. I'm just sharing my observation. It seems to be all about Santa and gift giving and parties and buying and giving. Um, and very little religious aspect of it. And I think a lot of people, especially in New York, who aren't Christian, also celebrating Christmas, uh, you know, leads me to believe that. Well, let, first of all, like, so my family was, my mother's Jewish. My father was quote unquote Christian, although he never really like celebrated anything. He wasn't religious at all. And so my family, I got the best of both worlds. I got to celebrate Hanukkah and Christmas. I got presents for both. And I think that there's Christmas as a, I guess, capitalism, a celebration of capitalism. <laughs> but that's what it is, yeah. And then there's also Christmas as the religious aspect of it. Because within the Christian religion, Easter is the biggest holiday by far. Because sure, Christ was born on Christmas, but all of his sacrifice and his rebirth was on Easter. So that's the big celebration. Like that's when he went missing. Yeah, he came back. Okay. Um, uh, but that, like, Easter is the... If, if you were to say, like, within the Christian religion, what's the bigger celebration or what's the bigger event? It's Easter. Yeah, yeah. But, but it's my understanding also, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but that thanks, Thanksgiving... Um, that Hanukkah isn't one of the high holidays in Judaism, meaning, and again, I, I, you correct me, this is my uh, ignorant kind of comprehension of, of what goes on in the Jewish religion, but there are bigger holidays, and this is one of, if you had to list the big holidays in Judaism, this is not one of the big holidays. Probably, I'm actually less well-versed in it than I should be, but I, like, I think Passover is probably a Passover is probably the biggest one because mm -hmm. that's the one that really looks at the suffering of the Jewish people and their ability to overcome. Um, yeah. And then you've got Rosh Hashanah. I'm, I'm just a bad Jew. So. <laughs> um, I, but but, I, but I, think, I think I think in a similar way, like Hanukkah has been commercialized in very in in a very similar way to the way that Christmas has. And that's where and I'm going with that. I think it exactly. has to do with the, 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 the proximity that it has on the calendar to yeah. Christmas where, all right, we've got this whole big Christian gift, 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 uh, gift giving thing. Yeah. So, Hey, we've got this other holiday that happens to line up sometimes pretty close with Christmas. So, all right, yeah. let's do some gifts with that one as well. Now, Hanukkah, it, it is a miracle in the Christian sense of we were supposed to celebrate this this event and we were we normally light candles or or we light the the torches for however long for and normally they go for eight days. We only have enough oil to last one day, but miraculously the oil was able to last for eight. So there is something going on there, but I think in terms of the, the trials and tribulations of the Jewish people, I think Passover ranks higher. Yeah, yeah. But I, uh, but, but again, back into the commercial, commercialization of the holidays, most of the holidays are really based around, with the exception of Thanksgiving, are based around, well, the American holidays are based around Christian events, right? 
So uh, let me let me go in a slightly different direction here. And um, so one of the reasons why I like Thanksgiving so much is that while Black Friday is all about commercialization, Thanksgiving itself has really been able to resist commercialization where it's all about just the event itself, where it's we're going to cook food, we're going to spend time together, and we're going to watch football or whatever the fuck on TV. But it's, it's really about the event itself and not the things that come along with it. It's oh. we're going to cook food, we're going to be together, and we're going to enjoy our company. And it's sandwiched between two very commercial holidays, Halloween and Christmas. Agree. Um, but I think, I think that's really the beauty of Thanksgiving is that you don't have argument between different religions. Nobody's forcing you to eat a turkey. People are cooking ham. Uh, I read an article, people can like crab. Crab sounds good to me, lobster. Um, no, 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 no. <laughs> but it, it all sounded good. Um, but I think that's really the, the cool thing about Thanksgiving. Um, but I am actually more for the commercialization of the holidays, but with rules. Like, I don't like that, you know, Black Friday, they have, they grabbed Black Friday and turned it, you know, they had Cyber Monday, and now everything is, it's like Black Friday sales starting on Halloween. Well, actually, I really like that because I think that Black Friday in and of itself is a really perverse day. I think it's great. Why? Uh, Middle-aged people trampling over each other at Walmart in the suburbs, to me, is just, I can't get enough of just watching these people press their bodies up against the gate and then the store opens and these people just, like, okay. like a poorly organized, very out-of-shape marathon. Would like so so when we're agreeing? Stagger, hello, when they don't stagger the, the, the mile times. Yeah, I know. So we're agreeing from completely different angles. <laughs> so just so anybody understands this in a race not just a marathon yeah hang on a second half, while you're doing that let me let I'll, me i'll explain god so in a marathon uh they stagger the runners so the fastest runners start up front and that way they don't they're not running past slower runners in the beginning of a race that's when everybody's shoulder to shoulder so there's not much space to pass people if if it's poorly staggered um, or even if it's just too packed, people can step on each other's feet. They can step on each other's calves and heels and uh, twist ankles. And especially for elite races, you need to stagger it enough so that these elite runners who are going for world record or at least course record times are not being slowed down or impeded by the other people in the race. So you have your fastest milers up front for whatever distance the race is, and then you know, oh yeah, like you'll have a section for for like the really elite races or whatever. You'll have like the top 100 runners will be set way apart from everybody else, so that way nobody gets in their way. Yeah, most of the marathons, especially like the big marathons like Boston or New York, they uh, you know you could be you could be start your your actual marathon start time could be an hour behind an, another group. They have different groups, so. It's, it's, really, uh, it's really interesting how races run. But what I compared that to is with Black Friday shopping, that there's no staggering of people. Yeah. You put everybody up against the gate, the gate opens, and the fastest people who aren't right up front 
trample over the people ahead of them. And, you know, if you, if you know anything about Walmart, you spent any time at Walmart, you know that the average Walmart shopper, well, I don't know how you would describe that without being. They're, they're not running a marathon next week. They're probably not running a marathon. But also, My brother had the idea a long time, uh, probably about 10 years ago. He's like, dude, let's go to Black Friday. Like, let's just put on cleats. <laughs> that would actually be dangerous. You'd be slipping inside. Uh, yeah, but the, you understand the concept. Yeah. Uh, Doug Perkins just said, uh, it's like ghetto running of the bulls minus the yep. bulls. But I would yeah, argue right. that, that there are some bulls. <laughs> sure, <laughs> but... But there's... Point's well taken. So, so, so Thanksgiving, marked by turkey, marked by spending time with family and loved ones, mm-hmm. and the kickoff of the spending spree that goes into mostly Christmas but also very much so Hanukkah. Um, Hanukkah changes year by year in terms of where it falls. Sometimes Hanukkah is before Thanksgiving, believe it or not. Is it really? I, I yeah. Don't, I don't remember it being. So uh, Doug yeah. also said, uh, in terms of the high holidays, let me just, Yom Kippur and then Rosh Hashanah are the two biggest Jewish holidays in that order. So Yom Kippur and then Rosh Hashanah. Uh, I will he, defer to his opinion. Yeah. Opinion, no. I, I, no, 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 I'm sure he's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but in New York City, uh, you find out about a lot. So, New York City, very culturally diverse, also with a pretty sizable Jewish population. So, you you a bit more in tune with the Jewish holidays. And my favorite thing about Judaism is that they suspend alternate site parking for the Jewish holidays. Yo, here's a fun fact: How many Jews are there in the entire world? Take a guess. In number, in millions of people. How many Jews are there in the world? I'm going to go, wow, that's a really tough one. I'm going to go with roughly 300 million. You are way off. In, am I high or low? Way high. Way high? Yeah. Really? It's like 20 million. What? How many Muslim people are there? There's oh, like, like 1.5 billion. Billion. Billions, right? Yeah. Like the Jewish population is way overrepresented in the media. And I'm saying that as a Jew, that the number of practicing Jews in the world is ridiculously small compared to what you would think. I, well, I, would, I mean, I, I'm in New York City, and you have whole communities that are, that are Jewish. Um, so I'm curious about the... I'm Googling this just to make sure that I'm right. Uh, Doug Perkins says 50 million. Um, so, but yeah, definitely, definitely do some searching. So the I'm, main I'm actually, no, I'm, I'm pretty much right. Depending on estimates, it's between 14.6 million and 23.5 million. Wow. Um, so Macy's Thanksgiving Parade, there's definitely something going on for the Macy's Thanksgiving Parade. I know that because I tried to leave the subway this morning and it was gated off and I had to walk over a puddle of human piss and passed somebody who was muttering to himself something about change. He didn't have shoes on, and he didn't look like he bathed in about a month um, on 34th Street, which is where Macy's is. And I came up the staircase into the front of Macy's, uh, which is – I really like that area, but it's very – there's a lot of homeless people there. And uh, let's see. So we got uh, – it's going to be broadcast online and watch it live only on NBC – uh, 9 a.m. to noon, all time zones. Um, they're not marching down the streets of New York City. What? 
Okay, so that's the difference. They're, they are setting up along 34th Street, and they're just going to be um, broadcasting from in front of Macy's on 34th Street. Wow. They're not going to be doing an actual parade, um, which I my sister and I... A, a it's going to be the first time in like 100 years. Uh, my, yeah, right. My sister and I, a, a year or two ago, went to, uh, we went for a jog on Thanksgiving morning. And we jogged somewhat along the parade route and got to see some of the balloons like along Central Park West, which is really cool. If you look, uh, if you do some, I, I'm going to do a quick search and throw it on the screen here. Some of the original Macy's Thanksgiving Day parade balloons are kind of creepy looking. Uh, if you do some Googling and look at, look at the, their, uh, I mean, my computer's running super slow, but uh, original Macy's. Thanksgiving parade. Um, yeah, I found him. Felix the cat. 20, yeah. 1924. I was really good with 100 years on that one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. My, my computer's running super slow. It's uh, all uh, using all of its resources, I guess, to... Uh, um, just to keep this stream going? Yeah, just to keep our stream going. But I'm going to throw some of this on here. Did you see that one with the, the guy with the big E on his belt buckle? That's some creepy shit. Uh, oh. Yeah. Um, if you want me to screen share, I can, I've got a whole bunch of good stuff up here. I, I, I got it on the screen over here. Okay. Uh, this guy, you saw the guy with the big nose? Yep. That's fucking, I told you it's like, it's a little freaky what's, what's going on here. It's very 1930s. It, it, it is. You got Woody the Woodpecker, um, the Tin Man. That's uh, also a little creepy. Um, and, but th they're not – so they're deceivingly – oh, you saw the cat one, right? Um, there's a few of them. I found then, Tom the cat. Yeah, and then Mickey Mouse. Mickey uh, Mouse looks weird too. These are creepy as fuck. Yeah, I, I Mickey Mouse is like imposing. I, <laughs> I think the cat one looks like the, the – uh, Batman Returns cat. Batman. You see the one with the, the dude that's wearing the top hat and has got the beard that looks super creepy? I think, I think we just pulled that one up. Um, all right. Well, I'm, I'm losing my, my stuff here. Uh, really, I, I, I definitely think that's, that's... I don't know. Being a kid back then must have been like really fun and, and also fucking terrifying. Uh, um, all right. So holidays. So let me just throw this out there where, so Thanksgiving is one of my favorite holidays. Let me, because... just pause. let me just pause. Anybody who's listening to us, first off, you should subscribe to our YouTube channel. But second off today for the holidays, we don't really have a direction with this podcast. We're just kind of shooting the shit about the holidays. I've got a, I've got a slight direction. Okay. Well, we're going to get there. We're going to get there. Um, but, you know, feel free to interject and throw some comments out there. Oh, of um, course. Because obviously we love reading the comments. I'll hit the comments in a minute, but sorry. Go ahead, James. No, hit the comments now, and then I'll respond. Okay, well, uh, so let's see. We got May here, Isabel. Will there be a Macy's Thanksgiving parade there this year? Not a parade, but there will be. Um, they'll be streaming it live. You know what I just thought of was Borat. Remember Borat? The first one? Yeah, Doug, Doug was, yeah, they had the running of the Jew and Borat. Yeah. You saw that? Yeah. Did you see the new one? I have not. 
they had like running of Trump or something like that. It, uh, it was he doesn't run. No, he he certainly doesn't. Uh, so then there was another comment about somebody's grandmother. She said, "Came to Central Valley, PA, outside Philly, with my nana for one hour. She turns 101 on Thanksgiving. Wow! I'm thankful. And now we're gonna snuff her. <laughs> well, there you the go. Is that a good run? No, but then she said, and so I was thinking, oh, you're gonna celebrate her 101st birthday by giving her coronavirus. But then she said, and she beat COVID one month ago, and I was like, oh shit." Oh. That's that's really crazy. I appreciate the comments, guys. I can't always keep uh, I can't always keep up with them live, but um, but definitely hit hit the back. Hard non-porous services six hours. Uh, what is a French bath? Isn't the French bath? I could be wrong. Where you basically spread cover yourself with perfume and cologne? Yeah, it's the same uh, thing as a Mexican shower. Sure. It, I didn't I didn't know that was a thing. Um, but, uh, either way, uh, thank you, Jimmy Moody. I'm wanting this jacket. Uh, I threw a turtleneck on for the first time. So since I moved, I found all this, uh, all these new clothes, which are actually super old clothes, but I just always wear whatever's on the top of the drawer and all this shit, because everything got moved, all the top of the drawer stuff ended up in the bottom of the drawer and kind of vice versa. So many different drawers. So I found some new turtlenecks, new old turtlenecks, some new pants. Turtlenecks are fun. New jackets. I don't fit into shit this year because I have not been working out or keeping up with a fitness routine because I can't find a gym that really works in my routine. Put down the fork. Yeah, that would do it. But I usually just eat straight with my hands. So, oh, uh, you found uh, a <laughs> you can circumvent my ideas. <laughs> Either way, um, and not going out is like you know you just go home and and there's not as much to do. I would think not going out would help your weight. I have so much to do in this house. It is, it is absolutely insane. Um, still unpacking, but there's a ton of work that, that needs to be done. This weekend, I was in the tree uh, cutting off limbs of the tree that were hanging on to the, the back patio. Um, I don't know the legality behind cutting down trees, it's my understanding you need some type of permit to cut down some trees. Not Probably not the limbs that are hanging over your actual house. Yeah, so, but, uh, yeah, so I was cutting the, the, the limbs off. There was one that kind of cracked and fell and almost knocked the ladder out from underneath of me. Um, that was some scary shit. <laughs> but, uh, but outside of that, it's going smoothly. Um, I told you about the pickup truck, right? So. Yep, already judge you there. Yeah, man, it's uh, it's definitely like an upside down life over here, but I enjoy it, and uh, and I got new clothes out of it, new old clothes. All right, so you were talking about Thanksgiving. All right, so holidays. So I like Thanksgiving because there's no gift giving or ulterior motive. It's just spend time with people, spend time with people that you care about, that you enjoy being around. I know that's not the case for everybody because sometimes there's the whole trope of like, oh, I gotta hang out with a racist uncle or whatever. But oh. the idea behind it is well, well okay. I'm sure I'm there. I have not heard much talk about politics this Thanksgiving, which which is kind of why. What of all years? No, because because it already happened. Yeah, but sorry. I mean, but, so you're spending time with family. You sit down with your racist. So I, I like Thanksgiving. I, I and for for many years, I've gone back to New York. 
or even last year. Um, so my grandmother died this year and about a month and a half before Thanksgiving last year, I was speaking with my mom. I said, Hey, this is probably grandma's last Thanksgiving on earth. Uh, it would probably be a good idea for us to get everybody in the family together to spend Thanksgiving with grandma. And that's what we did. We, we, my brother was living out in California. We flew him back to, to North Carolina and everybody from New York came down and we had a big Thanksgiving with my grandmother and it was her last Thanksgiving, but it was great because we had everybody together. And so that aspect of Thanksgiving, I really like of bringing people that wouldn't normally spend time together together to enjoy their time together. So, and, and there's no gift giving or anything else. There's, there's no obligation on anybody besides being present and just enjoying food. Yeah. Lots of food. Lots of food. So my other two favorite holidays, one of which is April fool's day. <laughs> yeah. Because again, there's no commercial incentive there. It's just take joy in like, pranking other people and the number one rule of pranks is do not harm anybody else you can't you can't cause anybody physical or financial distress is that is that is that actually a prank rule um if it isn't it should be where (laughs) so it's it's your self-imposed rule okay yeah but i think that i think it's a good idea is like if you're going to prank somebody you can't don't cause any harm with a prank Pranks must be, by definition, harmless. The thing is, so so many people don't know about April Fool's, and they just kind of go into April 1st, and then people can just pull some crazy... That's what I love about it, is that it's not everybody's favorite holiday. For me... I don't realize it. um, I've I've been spending... So this year, I wasn't able to execute any of the April Fool's jokes that I wanted to because of coronavirus. Nobody was in the office, so I couldn't do anything. So I've had two years to plan. And one of the ideas that I have, which nobody in my office listens to this one, so I'm in the clear, <laughs> is there are programs that you can, that you can download where you can um, reprogram a keyboard. So like if you press the, but- the letter A on a keyboard, it'll come through as A. But if you've got a program, you can reprogram it so that A gives, I don't know, the letter U. Or whatever. So you can custom reprogram a keyboard. And so what I want to do in the accounting world, we use numbers a lot. That's not a terrible surprise. So what I want to start doing is I want it on one of the partner's computers. I want to reprogram the keyboard so that some of the numbers come through as different numbers. Or we also like, you know how like if you hit shift and nine, you'll have like open parentheses and shift to zero is closed parentheses. So what I want to do is I want to remap some of the numbers on like the number bar on the top of the keyboard to the numbers that are on the number pad, which don't correspond to those shift numbers. So like if you hit zero on the, on the, on the top row, it'll come through a zero versus like zero on the number pad on the right side of the keyboard. But like when you hit shift and zero on the number pad, it won't do anything. And so like, I, I just have all these devious ideas. Another one that I want to do is um, in my firm, when we finish a tax return or a project or whatever, we have to write up a review sheet to send to the partner. And they'll they'll read through our notes as like ideas of whatever action items they need to look at 
in terms of, you know, any items with uncertainty or things that we want their opinion on. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to spend about $10 and I'm going to buy a whole bunch of gel pens that are all in like pink and purple and all these pastel hues with like glitter and shit like that. Yeah. And then give it to all the people that are on my level, the staff accountants and have them write up their review sheets in like pink gel pen to send to the partners and have them, you know, every one of the eyes has to be dotted with a heart. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know if that's going to happen, but uh, I, it, it totally will happen. I've got people on board on this already. You're pretty devious there. Uh, but the, 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 the reprogramming the keyboard, because the other thing is like, so a classic prank is to take a keyboard and pull the keycaps and then just rearrange the keyboard. So anybody that looks at the keyboard to type, yeah. they're like, I don't know what numbers there are. But what I want to do is I want to switch the keycaps around and then reprogram the keyboard so that the keycaps match up to the new mapping. Yeah, it's, that's confusing. And but very, the, but my whole point is that it's April Fool's... Because you're going to piss some people off. Right. They're going to crack their keyboard over their, over their name. Well, that's their problem. But the whole idea is harmless pranks that are funny that don't actually cause like physical <laughs> or like financial distress. So that's my number one holiday. My number two holiday, and this one confuses everybody, is November 1st. Why is that? So, November 1st became my favorite holiday when I was a junior in college. At the time, I was dating a girl, um, and we threw a Halloween party. So... It was a costume theme party, as you would expect. And the the girl that I was dating, I obviously liked. Her roommate, I very much did not like. And at the party that we were throwing, her roommate, who, as I said, did not like, had a crush on this dude that was living relatively close to where I was living. And he showed up to the party. And I didn't really know the dude. I have no opinion of him. But he showed up to the party dressed up as the devil. So he was wearing, like, a pair of red bo- like basketball shorts. And he had a pitchfork and devil horns. This is a very shitty devil costume. Just... It doesn't matter. We're in college. All right. Well, you, uh, and the, re- like, the rest of his body, he didn't have any other clothes on. The rest of his body was just painted red. So he had shorts on, a pitchfork, devil horns, and the rest of his body is just painted in bright crimson red. For the next several weeks, we were walking around our townhouse and finding just like splotches of red on the walls (laughs) from where like he bumped into the walls he was moving around the party. So the girl that I was dating, her roommate had a crush on this dude. So she spends the night at my place. And at some point during the night, I heard that her roommate left with the dude that was dressed up as the devil. So the next morning, I had to go to a meeting. And her dorm was on the opposite side of campus from where I was living. So I wake up at 8.30, 9 o'clock in the morning. I said, look, I got to get going. But you know what? Like, you're still wearing your cat costume from last night you want me to just drive you across campus or whatever? It'll save you a a 10 or 15 minute walk. I'm already driving. 
She says, yeah, sure, that'd be nice. So we get in my car, fire up the car. We make it 15 seconds of the drive. Her phone rings. It's her roommate. Yeah, let's speed this up. Let's speed this okay, up. anyways, I'm almost done. And so her roommate calls. She says, hey, where are you right now? She's like, I'm in, uh, I'm in James's car. And she says, can you, uh, can you give me a ride? Do you think he would be able to give me a ride back? And I go to her and I say, is that your roommate? Is she the one at home with the, uh, the devil last night? She's like, yeah. And I was like, there's no way that I'm giving her a ride back to her dorm. So moral of the story, you like November 1st because it's the day after Halloween. And is, it is the walk of shame morning. Uh, and this, I imagine this girl being covered in splotches of red paint as well. Yes. Uh, so for the rest of the day, all I was thinking about is this chick having to wear whatever the fuck she was wearing the night before covered in splotches of red paint from whatever happened the night before. And November 1st is my personal holiday. All right. Well, enjoy it. That was a long story. Comments are, are calling you out in a long story. For what? Uh, but what I want to talk about next is, because we're kind of obviously focused on Thanksgiving. It's right around the corner, two days from now. Um, what is, what's your favorite Thanksgiving dish in terms of food? Uh, I always liked some good dark meat turkey. Uh, you know, I, I really like the dark meat on the turkey. Um, stuffing, obviously, always a good one. Um, anybody, just if you guys are watching, you're watching live, I want to know what your favorite dish is for Thanksgiving, your favorite dessert, your favorite side dish, whatever it is. And do you do turkey or do you do other types of – do you do uh, pork or you do uh, fish or – seafood or, or whatever it is james what's your uh what's your favorite thanksgiving are, are you doing thanksgiving down there i am going to be probably visiting my ex up in columbia actually brilliant all right so uh what, what's your favorite food we'll talk, um we'll talk off air uh, uh stuffing possibly stuffing. yeah just your standard box stuffing sure but um my brother actually made a really good stuffing. I couldn't tell you what's in it because it's his recipe. But like a really well-made stuffing has just – it gets all the flavors from the turkey, but mm -hmm. it's like light and fluffy and it's got some vegetables in it. I don't know. Stuffing's great. I think I, – I've just been thinking a lot lately as I watch like, you know, on social media, all these different people like talking about the different foods that they make and um, – and you just watch kind of how they make it. And it's like, okay, add four pounds of butter, two pounds of sugar, mix it up, uh, add some flour, deep fry it. Mmm, delicious. Uh, <laughs> or it's like deep fry your turkey. Don't forget to pat it down with butter when you're done. And I like a nice sugar crust on a turkey. Mmm, delicious. Uh, or take broccoli, mash it up, add butter. Add salt. Add uh, four pounds of sugar. Bake in the oven. Mm, delicious. So it's just I, the thing about Thanksgiving food and holiday food. In general, I'm not a huge dessert guy. I love dessert. Like if you put it in front of me, I'm, I'll eat the fuck out of you. I, and I won't stop eating until I feel nauseous. But I don't really have a severe sweet tooth. Whereas I, I'm, I never am like, oh, I just want some candy or I just want some cake or something. Where some people have really serious sweet tooths. Um, but the thing about Thanksgiving is 
it, it's so calorically dense. Um, That's the idea of it. Is that the idea of it, though? Is that really what people are going for? Is that? I think so. Um, but so let me let me. I want to read through some of the comments. People's favorite foods. Um, uh, let's see. So we got. Uh, I'm cooking French butchins. I don't know what butchins are. Spell um, it. B u t y i n s. Stuffing. That's the number one. Cranberry sauce. I really like that cranberry jelly sauce. The one that comes in a can that literally looks like the can once you empty it out. I'm down with the dark meat and the mince pie. I don't really know what a mince pie is. It sounds very uh, English. Uh, pecan pie or pecan pie. Yep. Which just, do you know how much sugar goes into a pecan pie? Uh, I would imagine a crap load. The pecans themselves become crystallized like sugar, like petrified wood. Like Yo, um, that's a big thing in the South is just like sugared pecans. So is sweet tea. It's sweet tea, right? Sweet tea is like you, you have tea and then you add sugar to it, but you're like, oh, wait, it's still not sweet enough. We need to warm it up so that it can, so that we can get more sugar into uh, the solution here. Yep. And, and which, oh, God. Oh, something's wrong with like society, man. I, and, and I'm down for it. Like, you're going to give me a sweet tea and a regular tea and I'm not concerned with calories. I'm going to, oh, yeah, hell. And it's like, also, if I'm like, in like into into running or, or I'm, I'm super athletic at the time. Like I want all the calories I can get, but not everybody needs all those calories. Um, yeah, visit the South and you'll you'll agree with that even more. Not everyone needs calories. You know, for the most part, I don't really count ca- calories or pay attention to them. But like if I have an option where there's an ultra unhealthy option and then a slightly healthier option or a healthy option, if the healthy option is bullshit, where it's like you can have chicken wings or you can have celery. I'm like, oh yeah, I eat chicken wings. But if it's like, if you can have chicken wings or a bowl of butter, I'm going to go with chicken wings. So, but in the South. Way to take a stance. <laughs> no, but in the South, the food, the food is, is really, uh, you know, and I love it. I, I, I love Southern cooking, but a lot of it is really, really, really calorie laden and, and, and just really unhealthy. Um, <clears throat> all right, let's see. We got uh, French buttons. Green bean casserole. Green, bo- green bean casserole is good. Oh, yeah. Stuffed mushrooms on top. Okay. That actually sounds great. Um, I'll I pass love, on the mushrooms. I love mushrooms, actually. Really, really good. I think mushrooms are a garbage ingredient. Um, Wonder Bread. Really? Why? You don't like them? No. That, I don't think that they add flavor or texture. I think they can add a, almost a bit of almost like a butteriness. 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 But without the dairy, that if, if if that's even if that even makes sense. Mushrooms to me are just kind of like slimy and gross and bland. Well, do you like um, um, truffles? Not really. Okay. Well, then, there you go. Wonder Bread turkey sandwiches with mayo, tomato slice uh, for three days uh, is the reason for the season. Uh, so I really like a nice turkey. Here's how I do a turkey sandwich. You get a really nice bread, uh, like a, uh, I don't, ah, fuck, I can't even. We had uh, this bakery in, in upstate New York. I can't remember the name of it, but it was like something brothers, something with that name, brothers, Mahoney brothers or Maloney brothers or something bakery, and a great bread. <clears throat> you put a little mayonnaise on that, a little salt and pepper, stuffing, 
turkey and uh, cranberry sauce. That's my favorite post Thanksgiving dinner. Yo, that sounds really good. Uh, yeah, it's it's phenomenal. Uh, let's see what else we got. The soups fab. Thank you very much, my Starbucks brother. Um, which, by the way, I haven't seen you in a while. You should get that real estate license and uh, come work with me. Apples to apples. Uh, it's sugar more than anything in a pie. Is sugar and cream. Yeah, really true. Um, <clears throat> so Thanksgiving food. So this year we're going to do a turkey and pernil. You know what pernil is? It's, uh, it's pork. It's basically like Boston butt pork shoulder. Okay. Um, so we're going to have a lot of food, man. We're going to have a lot of food. And I was told by my sister and my mom that we're not allowed to have extraneous guests. So we just can't, we can't invite like extra friends around. Because so who's it going to be? Uh, it's, it's going to be, uh, just the four of us, the sauce, my sister and, uh, my mom and, uh, my sister and I are going to have to run. You know, my sister's like a big CrossFitter, right? No, I haven't heard too much about your sister in a while. Uh, she's, she's in way better shape than I am, especially lately. Uh, so she's going to push me to do some workouts here. We got the rower, we got a couple of weights. Um, I'll give you a month to finish this real estate course. Uh, but yeah, so it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting, uh, interesting Thanksgiving, interesting holiday season. Uh, given the coronavirus, it's, it's, you know, I, I think Donald Trump was very divisive to the United States. Uh, you know, I'm not talking about his policies or anything like that. I, and I don't think there's any way around acknowledging the fact that he was very divisive to the United States. Think about what we're talking about Thanksgiving dinner. Um, but uh, I think with this coronavirus, I don't know. It's gonna, it's, it, it's a fucked Thanksgiving this year. It's really a fucked Thanksgiving. And I'm really hoping that 2021 shit is back to normal and people can get along with their families again. And, uh, and just be happy. And I think people are going to be a bit happier this year. That's my two cents. Anything else you want to add? No, not really. I think I think your last couple of sentences really summed it up. Yeah, Pernille is a Puerto Rican holiday specialty. Uh, <clears throat> it's a shit show Thanksgiving. It is going to be a shit show Thanksgiving. And I feel really in the past, you know, I you know. A lot of people are, are staying by themselves. They're really not doing Thanksgiving. In the past, I would have, would have wrangled up my friends that weren't going home for Thanksgiving and brought them all around. Uh, I did that last year, the year before. Uh, not wrangled, but like some of my close friends who, who weren't spending Thanksgiving with other people, I brought them around. But this year, I can't do that. So, uh, I don't know, man. Should, should, we do a, should we do a Thanksgiving sip talk? I don't know if I'm going to be able to. We just, oh, yeah, because you gotta, you, you got to be places that you shouldn't be. No, yeah, we can have that debate off air. Actually, as recently as last night, I was on the fence about whether or not I was going to book a flight to California mm-hmm. and spend the holiday with my brother, who I love. Because... Um, Believe it or not, even two days out, like if I were to book a flight for Wednesday as of Sunday night, 
the flight would have been like 325 round trip to California. Oh, holy fuck. But, and so the money was not an issue whatsoever. Mm -hmm. But what I was thinking was, you know what? This is a great way for me to get coronavirus for no reason. Um, Because if I'm going to be flying for the round trip flight, it's probably about 15 hours of exposure to people. And on a flight of 170 people, I would say that's a 100% chance that somebody on the flight has Corona. I flew to Mexico and back. And, uh, no, I flew to, I flew to California and back a month ago. But, so what I want to do, I, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I, uh, anybody has questions about Thanksgiving holidays, Judaism, Christianity, um, what else? Drinks. If they, I, I'm, I'm curious if anybody's been watching, because we got a few people that typically stick with us, uh, the majority of the podcast while we're live. Uh, I'm curious what you guys are drinking, and uh, I'm doing Diet Pepsi. That, that is correct. Uh, <clears throat> but we're winding down, and uh, again, today we didn't have much direction. We didn't have much fact. We just wanted to shoot the shit, talk about holidays, give you our interpretation of Thanksgiving. And uh, uh, and what's going on this year with coronavirus? You know, uh, like I said, my 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 mother's in her sixties. Uh, so is yours, James, right? Yep. But your mother doesn't smoke, right? She used to. Doesn't anymore. She doesn't anymore. Um, your father still still a smoker? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. But that's the thing. I think when it comes to like immune systems and things. People who smoke are like pretty aware of the dangers of smoking. Oh, at this point, sure. At this point in 2020. So it's it like when you have the people that go to the bathroom and just walk out and don't wash their hands, I think that's a bit disrespectful to society. But, you know, somebody takes a piss, rinses their hands, walks out like, you know, they're kind of doing it for show. But like, they're like, I'm not worried about the germs. Like, I'm out of here. Uh, versus the people that wash their hands for 25 seconds, like do the alphabet forward, backward. Um, and then they leave the bathroom and they, they pop on some hand sanitizer and they do the rosary. Like that's, that's a bit much. Uh, I mean, if you're going to the bathroom and taking a leak, how long are you washing your hands? I just, I do get them wet just for show. Dry them off. Same thing here. It's like, if I'm in the bathroom, it's like I'll wash my hands, I'll get them wet, and then I'll dry them off on some paper towels, and I'm done. But, but that's where I'm going. But, you know, I feel like somebody who smokes cigarettes is like aware of kind of certain dangers in life, like mild dangers, like going to the beach and like you might get eaten by a shark, right? Like you're going to go swimming anyways. Whereas some people yeah. are like, fuck, no, I'm not going, and sharks exist. So I feel like smokers, you know, for the most part, obviously – Smoking brings your immune system down, but if you are a smoker, you're probably taking risks in other part of your lives, in other part of your life that brings your immune system back up. Does that make sense? Like, I imagine somebody who smokes, mm. like somebody who probably doesn't open a door with like you know a towel on their hand or something. Does it, it, am I wrong on this? You might be, but you haven't given me enough information to really be able to contest if you're a smoker if you're if you smoke a pack a day or three quarters of a pack a day or even half a pack a day and that's, you have that's kids, a lot and 
I, I think I thought regular smokers smoked a pack a day. I don't, I don't know anything about smoking. Um, I love cigarettes, but like, I just don't like keeping up with like, I think I enjoy smoking cigarettes. I like smoking cigars. I smoke some hookah, but like I run out and I'll just go months and months. With, you know, somebody gives me a cigarette. I'm like, oh, great. Thanks. Smoke it. But like, I can't go to the store on a regular, like, you know, I can barely keep toilet paper around here. Uh, toilet paper Yo, can I, can I dish on this for a second about the toilet paper thing? Well, yeah, go ahead. All right. So my roommate works at a grocery store and I went grocery shopping two days ago. I've got one roll of toilet paper left in my place. I was like, you know what? I should probably restock. I go to the grocery store. The entire aisle is cleaned out 100%. There's not a single roll of toilet paper at this entire grocery store. And I just don't understand it because back in March and April, we had the same thing happen where people cleaned out grocery yeah, but stores. Not there. It's not March and April anymore. Well, no, no, but just, just follow me on this one for a second. So back in March and April, grocery stores are cleaned out. And I guess the, the justification, justification that I can make for back in March and April is we don't really understand this virus very much. So like we should probably like stock up just in case like it really upsets your digestive system in some way. It's been eight <laughs> months. We know for a fact that coronavirus does not give you the shits. So why the fuck are people still buying out grocery stores of toilet paper for no goddamn reason? Because they're afraid that other people are going to buy it, and it's kind of this self-perpetuating toilet paper scheme. I went to the grocery store. You're right about that, by the way. So so I recently moved to the suburbs, and I went to a grocery store out here, a huge, like, massive grocery store, um, which we don't have in Manhattan. We have, like, small places. You can fit one cart down the aisle. If somebody's coming towards you, you got to, like, lift your cart over theirs. Huge grocery store. Big toilet paper aisle. All empty. The only thing that was there was Scott toilet tissue. Now, Scott toilet tissue is, like, when you open a gift, like, that comes in a gift bag, and you have like the shit at the top of the gift bag where you're like pulling it out. And it, it, it's basically like fucking printer paper. Yo, that's what I buy. Scott toilet tissue is like printer paper. That's that what I wipe, buy. Fuck you. you. Wipe your ass with. It is not well, we we have a septic here. So I have to I have to get the shit that, that uh, uh, disintegrates fast. So but that was the only thing that was left in the in the store. So I got a four pack and a four pack. I got two four packs because uh, that was the only packs that were available. You get to the register and the woman's like, I'm sorry, there's one pack. You're only allowed one pack. So I had to check out and go back through and get another pack with a different credit card. Hmm. And so uh, really well. But all I'm saying is that I But just, I don't understand. Like, dude, it's not even like this virus affects your digestive system. Why are people doing this? And you're right about like, it's the whole kind of one person does it so everyone's like well i guess there's a run on it now so uh but. i i the desire did you have a question so we got a, a a quick video request um mcat i am in i am in jersey is that mancha uh so uh Aisha, let me know what your question is i, I you know i'd be let, glad to bring you on uh but yeah man the the toilet paper frenzy is a real a real thing, and uh, nobody with coronavirus has the shits. So yeah, so that's what I don't understand. Yeah, I don't understand that at all. 
But let me go back to the point where I'm saying that people who take certain risks in their life are more likely to have a higher immune system. Somebody who smokes cigarettes is probably, you know, my mom smoked cigarettes my entire childhood, my entire pregnancy. Smoked cigarettes while we were driving in the car. She cracked the window open. But I imagine that like the cigarette smokers who smoke a cigarette with the window cracked with their kids in the back of the car, probably your father too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, but probably a better immune system. And, and kids who have better immune system because you're like, oh, you want to go play in the fucking mud? Go eat it. See how it tastes. Yeah. Whereas somebody who is like, I'm not going to smoke. I'm not going to drink. I'm only going to eat organic. And my kid stepped on the driveway, so now I have to... I have to get a wipe and wipe his shoes off before he steps on our entrance mat. And then he takes off his shoes and then we're going to sanitize his hands, give him a shot of fucking rubbing alcohol and put him to sleep in his fucking bubble. I think those people are going to, I actually think we're, we're going to have this phase over in, in like, I don't know, eight to 12 years where people are really compromised immunodeficient, and, you know, we're in this kind of coddle society. Well, have- actually, that's, that's one of the um, assigned causes for asthma is it's what you're what? just talking about, of, yeah. like, children being kind of too sequestered or whatever. Yeah, I, the- I've heard this. Yeah. Go ahead and finish for anybody who's, who hasn't heard it. Well, yeah, one of the theories about why I, – I feel like this was more of a thing in the 90s, but I'm sure it continues to this day, is that um, the reason for the prevalence of asthma was that children were too sheltered and not exposed to enough kind of outside elements or whatever, and so that their respiratory system never built up these natural immunities to just the natural kind of uh, – I guess. Why can I not think of the word allergens or antagonists? That not, not the right word, but no, I, no, no. I, I, I know that. what you're saying. I know what you're saying. But the uh, uh, fuck, I can't think of it either. But the ability, the internal ability to kind of defeat the uh, right. Yeah. So instead of like being able to just be like, all right, yeah, this is a minor annoyance. I'm going to get over it and like cough it out or whatever. Like. For, for people that were too sheltered or whatever, like that minor annoyance now causes this huge immuno response and now you can't breathe. Which, yeah, it's... And, it's kind of the postification of the culture that we're getting into where, again, I get the coronavirus governmental response, but the fact that like one person can get coronavirus and die and we shut the entire world down. Whereas somebody who's in their 30s, like you or me, who's relatively healthy, doesn't need, we can just go on with our lives. Like look at The Rock. You know, The Rock well, down for a couple of days, he got it, it's like the flu. Well, so uh, let, me, let, me, let me give you the counterfactual there. So very early on in the coronavirus, there was a picture of some dude that was a nurse in San Francisco and they showed a before and after after picture of him as a nurse. And the before picture is here's this dude that's got like a beard and he's probably like 185 or 195 pounds and fucking jacked. 
Like mm-hmm. he's in great shape, low body fat, muscles just look great. And then they showed an after picture of him like two weeks later. And it looks like he has just been through a concentration camp. Really? He, he probably went from like 185 to 190 down to 140 or 145. And yeah, he looks like he just like, was, was he in the ICU? I think so. I, I don't know. But the point is like the before and after after picture of this dude of dude that was in just great shape. And then just got obliterated by Corona. And you can't say that this dude didn't do the things right. He was in great shape beforehand and Corona completely wrecked him. And the other thing is like, even if you're in great shape and it doesn't affect you at all, if you're contagious for two weeks and you don't know about it and you can transmit it to other people who are vulnerable, especially old people or people that have some kind of condition where they're not as able to fight it off as a healthy person, you are the one who's responsible for infecting them. So I don't, I don't know if like the whole idea of like, well, we just need to tough it up and like some people are going to have to like battle through it or whatever. The thing is there are some people out there that can't battle through it through no fault of their own. And again, and we don't know who they are. Right. They don't know who they are. So, and that's why it is, and that's why it is dangerous. And I'm not, you know, I, I do mean to downplay how dangerous it is. And obviously you may have one or two or 400 people where it affects them, but, we're talking at a 300 million level. So it's, it's just, uh, it's a tricky, it's a tricky thing to talk about. And, uh, and that's all. Um, so look, really want to quick finish up by the holidays. I want to loop back to the holidays, uh, real quick, uh, because pretty soon it is going to be, uh, holiday season. We got Thanksgiving around the corner, which James, if you can do a, a live again on Thanksgiving, that would be awesome. Let's let's uh, text on Thursday and figure it out because I'll have my laptop with me. Um, yeah. I just don't know exactly what it's going to look like. Sure, I don't know how many bottles of wine I will have consumed. Uh, you know, by seven, eight, nine o'clock. At that'll, that'll just make it better on Thanksgiving. Uh, but it doesn't look like anybody has any live questions. We got, if you guys do have live questions, let me know. I'm watching the comments as we speak, which is probably why my eye line is a bit low. Um, we got Amy talking about, uh, having spoke through pregnancy, giving, giving birth three weeks early to an eight eight pound baby. Yo, can I comment on that real quick? Sure. So I've got two younger brothers, one of whom I'm super close with and I consider to be my twin. And then there's another one that's about nine years younger than me that I've joked multiple times with my family as being the black sheep. And sometime in the last 10 years, I was talking with my mom. I was like, yo, what went wrong with the youngest? That's not nice. It's not. But my mom says, you know what? Like, when I was pregnant with you, like, I was still drinking. I was still smoking. (laughs) If anything, like, the one who should be messed up is you. Yeah, all right, fine. But like that that doesn't really excuse you because like the one that should have come out right, you screwed up. Come on, mom. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's yeah. No, but that's the thing, is, is these things really really the smoking or drinking. Obviously you're if you're getting fucking hammered all the time, blacking out like you're gonna you're gonna make the kid uh, what's that disorder called? 
Um, fetal, fetal alcohol syndrome. Yeah. Fetal, yeah. You, you, well, yeah. Um, but, but you do some real damage to the baby. Oh yeah. Uh, like, I, I worked with the, uh, when I was at the restaurant, one of my coworkers, she was pregnant and she would not even have like a sip of alcohol. Like if we need, like if I asked her to like test a drink, like, you know, like a poke of a poke of a straw into a drink to like, huh? Yeah, exactly. And that's the point that I'm making. She's she was pregnant raise, and she was like, I can't have raise, any alcohol whatsoever. She's going like, to raise a bubble baby and this person is going to live this pussified life until yeah. they hit like 15 or 16 years old and they're going to be like, oh, I'm fucked. Yeah, and that was my point. I was like, look, one straw full of a cocktail is not going to have any effect on your baby. No, but that, but if that's how that person is behaving before that baby is born, once they actually have a physical person, an anchor in real life. Oh, you life, think it's, it's not going to get better? No, it's not. And they're going to raise a pussified person. And that pussified person is going to grow up to be an adult pussy. Yep. And their high school and middle school years – they're going to get picked on. They're going to get bullied. For just- no, they're not because all the other kids around them are also going to be the same way. Yeah, maybe. Especially these days. I'm going to raise a, I'm, I may raise a child where like, I don't talk to them. I just kind of nudge and grind towards Please them. Please don't raise a child. <laughs> all right. All right, dude. Um, that's, that, that we'll conclude our uh, conversation about the holidays. We didn't talk too, too much about the holidays. But yeah, we, we, we are in the holiday spirit. Because we're just we're just busting the balls about all this holiday shit and uh, pussies. So uh, either way, we're not bullying you. We're really your friends. We're just criticizing you. Uh, but thank you for being here. And uh, make so sure you positive pop- relationship. <laughs> well, you know, it's like uh, it's like Eric and us. You know, we do criticize Eric, but we do love him as a as a good friend. But we do criticize the hell out of him. Um, Probably shouldn't have thrown that in. Either way, (laughs) (laughs) but we do, and it's true. Um, Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Subscribe to the audio podcast, Apple, Spotify, Anchor, anywhere you can find an audio podcast. Please, guys, I I, I really, really mean this. You guys are still here. We're wrapping up the podcast. We've been online over an hour. If you're watching this, I don't even care if you watch us afterwards. Just go to YouTube, hit subscribe. I'll appreciate it. And uh, James will appreciate it. And we'll be able to actually do some more shit where we give you discounts on bar supplies. James and I are working really hard in this bar affiliate program. We need some bar supplies. And uh, I mean, I think if you're making drinks, having actual paraphernalia to make drinks. Oh, it makes a huge difference. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, On that note, though, subscribe. And we are out, motherfucker. See you later. See you, James. Peace. Enjoy your holidays. See you. All right, that's it. That's the end of our Thanksgiving episode. Go on, go forth, cook turkeys, eat turkeys, spend time with your family, avoid corona. I like PBR. I just got priced out of it.